Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, August 15, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And the crew is back. Loza and the great Michael Pup-Clark back in the studio after an adventure extraordinaire. And you are looking fresh, mate. Boys. Fresh. I I expected a bit more maybe downcast Mm. after your first alarm. You're up. No, I'm awake. I, I didn't make the alarm. Uh, set it for four. I've been awake since three. Uh, I've come back a little heavier than I would have liked. You know, food, That's alcohol, good times. Are. But um, nice to be back. Got to say, I had an absolute wow of a time. Um, but I missed you, boys. I missed the. Uh, I didn't miss the four a.m. wake ups, <laughs> but I missed the the rubbish that we talk on radio every day. I got to say that no good sitting on a boat and talking to yourself. So it's nice <laughs> to be back. How's uh, how's it been? It's been good. What about the last couple of weeks in sport? My goodness. Not much has happened. My God. There's been plenty of happening. Not yeah. much has been happening with the Tigers. I know that. I've been following them. We got ripped off, though, one game. Well, that was what about two, that? That was two days after you, you left. left. What about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. That was a robbery. But we haven't... Jeez, uh, we weren't great on the weekend. I watched a bit of that as well. So I, I didn't miss the Tigers. No, nah, the season's coming to an end for the Tigers. Storm? Morning, Told you. Told you. Yeah, the storm. Don't yeah. write them off, Loz. Oh, I can't see them winning the comp. But I'll tell you Still, what, Munster, yeah. back at fullback, I think I'd keep him there to the end of the year. I think that's his position now. Gutsy core, you reckon? Putting him back to fullback? Or you think they had no choice? Uh, no, I don't think they had too many choices. Mm. But I, I think I think the fact that he doesn't have to defend. And when Jerome Hughes comes back, you can put Jerome Hughes and you know, whether it's Cooper Johns or Mick, Nick Meanian as a 5'8". Mm. And you, once you got Munster at the back and he doesn't have to defend. More energy. More energy in attack. attack. Yeah, okay. So they're going to be a bit more unpredictable. So as long as you've got someone there that can service the outside backs yeah. with a passing game, hold his own in defence, mm. I, I think it will suit Melbourne having Munster back in the fullback position rather than 5'8". Because as a 5'8", when you defend him in a line... You can roll, throw a lot of traffic. Yeah, so like you can make him do 25, yeah. 30 tackles. Ivan Cleary was really sheepish, sheepish about it when they sort of said, oh, how did you feel with, like, oh, is Munster more dangerous mm. as fullback? And you could see he was like, yeah, very much so. Like, now he's just uncontrollable in attack because, yeah. like you say, he's got more energy. And he just can bob up everywhere. Yeah. You know, at, at times you just see him stationed on that left side of the field and you can worry about him there. But Can you still fullback, play the same role? Like, if he's in attack, does he go back to number six, but in defence he's number one? Or does he play as a number one in attack? Oh, you could do both. Okay. But I think with him, you just allow him to float. You just do don't, wants yeah, to just Yeah. Cameron, you go where you want to go. Everyone else will organise structure and mm. you just play what you want to play. Dangerous. And I think that makes him more dangerous. And, and again, you're not have, ha, having to do 25, 30 mm. tackles a game. The big news yesterday in regards to the Bulldogs, it is official Cameron Seraldo, a five-year deal. A five-year deal told the Penrith players yesterday morning. I mean, we were sort of, you know, I think questioning the length, those sort of deals. And based on recent history, we saw mm. Anthony Seabold giving that deal at Brisbane and it didn't go... Anywhere near as planned, uh, but Cameron Serraldo, they're the great white hope of, of Canterbury now. Phil Gould's gone that way. You know, the other thing I was thinking while I was away, I, I, I actually I'm excited about new coaches getting an opportunity. Like I think being on the show the last few years, we've had so many 
coaches come and go. You know, you get an opportunity, you get sacked. And I think we talk about it every day. And I, I can't believe that's the world we live in now, that, you know, you've seen five coaches in one season get, get sacked. I, I, I don't agree with that. But if that's going to be the case, I like the fact that we're going to see some new guys get opportunities. Serrato, I know he's been assistant coach and been in the system for a long time. But even thinking more about Benji Marshall getting a chance, I think if that's going to be our system where coaches are going to come, get sacked, come, get sacked, then at least let's give some new guys a crack rather than rotating the same people Okay, you get sacked from the Tigers, Madge, so now go and sign with, you know, another club. I, I reckon that's a waste of time. I'd rather, if you're going to fire blokes, then give a youngster a go. So I'm excited about Serrato and, like I say, even thinking more about yeah. Benji when, I'm, when I was away. I, I, I can understand now why the Tigers are taking that risk. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think that once you've been sacked from some organisation as a footy coach, you're always going to be better the next time around because you learn from your... Your mistakes, but... but can you get sacked three or four times? Like let's let's say Trent Barrett, for example. I, I think over time he's going to get back, but he's already had two clubs as a head coach mm. and resigned really from both. So how many do you give yeah. him another go? Is that right? Rather than go to a youngster? Yeah. Well, Tim Sheens has done it. Wayne yeah, Bennett's Tim's, been yeah. brushed from a few clubs. Yeah. I mean, the, the all the good ones that happens too. Yeah, eventually time will run out for Trent Robinson or a Craig Bellamy. It, mm. it always sort of happens. Yeah, you know, Craig Bellamy's just re-signed for another five years, so he, he probably gets the option of finishing on his, his own terms. Wants, yeah. But most coaches, at some point in time, will be tapped on the shoulder to, to move on. Um, and again, you know, Cameron Sorrell, though, deserves a, an opportunity. The only thing I would think uh, and, and I would question would be the length of the deal, but I suppose they had to do that to get him to, to get the club. Uh, five years is a big risk with anyone. Mm. Um, you just never know what can happen. And the expectation straight away on the Bulldogs is to play finals. So if they miss out on the finals the first two years, he's he's in the gun straight away. I, I, he, he could take them into finals next year yeah. and everything's rosy and away you go. But if he doesn't, you, you, you leave yourself open to a settlement where it's not working and mm. you have to then pay a coach out for three years. I think what he's done, though, is exactly what Fitzy's done with the Sharks. I think Fitzy's had an opportunity to go to a number of clubs. He's had a good think about what he's about to walk into, and he went to the Sharks with a pretty good roster, some good stock. I reckon Serrato's done the same thing. If you compare the opportunity to go to the Tigers versus him saying yes to the Bulldogs, I can understand why he said yes to the Bulldogs. Their roster's so much better than the Tigers, and with what's coming Mm. next season as well. So... Mm. To me, again, I think Serrato's obviously thought long and hard. I'm sure money plays a big part, but I can understand. I would have loved to see him at the Tigers. I can understand why he said yes to the Bulldogs over the Tigers. Yeah, oh, their roster is attractive. There's no doubt about it. And the way they finished the season off has been really uh, – they're playing some really good football. They're financially stable. Um, they, they have a team uh, there that's competing already, and then you throw in the likes of Kickow, Ryan Sutton, Reed Marnie. Uh, going to the club next year, more than likely they'll re-sign Matt Burton. So there's a lot to like about the Bulldogs, but he goes there under pressure because they've failed over the last four yeah. or five years. And as you said earlier, you know, the great white hope, you've signed him for five years, the expectation on the playing group now is to go from here to there. If things don't work out, mm. you know, I suppose you're half glass full, we're looking at it, um, but the Bulldogs have got their man, that's who they wanted, 
and he's got a great resume. And now he's just got to take that next step. Credit to him, isn't it? Your first full-time coaching gig at the age of 37. He'll be 38 by the time he gets to the club. And you managed to get a five-year deal. Oh, well done to uh, him and his management. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, outstanding yeah, good on them. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention the Swans as well, who yesterday snapped Collingwood's 11-match winning streak, 27-point win at a sold-out SCG. The key to this, they've moved to second loss. And I'm going probably way too far ahead. They've got St Kilda in Melbourne on Sunday. But when you finish second, and provided you win in the first week of the finals, you get a preliminary final in Sydney. So that is just huge. Yeah, when you finish one or two, you get the first two home games. So whenever they may be, and even if they get beaten in round one, their second home, their second round final is at home as well. Yeah. So um, that's an advantage. So then you've only got to win one game to, if they lose one, they win one game to go through to a to a grand final. But they've got to beat St Kilda uh, next weekend, uh, and. After watching a little bit of that game yesterday, you'd think they would. Collingwood kept coming there in the last quarter. They're a good side. No, they are. They are. They they don't give up. They got a tough game next weekend. Did you see Carlton? Oh, what devastation! Devastation <laughs> for them. I mean, they haven't played football yeah. in a number of years. And Melbourne, with eleven seconds to go, kicked that goal. Um, and uh, you know, Carlton have to beat Collingwood next week at the MCG to make the finals and Collie would need to win if they're to finish in the top four but they're expecting nearly 90,000 people to that game and there's uh, Buddy on the back page of the Daily Telegraph Swans fans flock to see the real deal and Buddy kicked three yesterday and who knows how long he's got left at the Swans now in the last year of his contract and very much uncertain as to what next year holds for Lance Franklin but again he was key there yesterday in the Swans 27 point victory on the back page of the Herald as well, Swans fly high after breaking Pie's streak and a great picture on the back page of the Australian uh, with the sun setting behind the members. And the ladies stand at the SCG. Crowded house discovers Swans are real deal. Fairy tale, uh, I reckon. Oh, Buddy well, Franklin, well, I reckon he's going to get it. Win the flag. Perfect scenario, QF. wouldn't it be? Straight to the Gold Coast. <laughs> what, retirement or no, living? Living. Yeah. Playing it. I reckon he's got two year, two year deal. Oh, okay. Gold Coast. Yep. Okay. I don't reckon he's done. I don't reckon he's done at all. I reckon he's done with the Swans, but I reckon he's. I reckon it's going to be fairy tale finish for him. Gee, if he wins a premiership, you'd think that no better way to go out. But yeah, I don't reckon he will. I you reckon get he one still career, thinks, don't you, Clarkie? Yep, yep. And I reckon he still thinks he's mm. got plenty of footy in him, and the way he's playing. Mm. Jesus was good the other night. Oh, he's still well. He's the Swans leading goalkeeper yeah. this season. So even his last, I think it was his last goal. He's close to goal, but he didn't even catch the foot. He sort of just got the momentum of the ball was going down to his boot. He sort of just pushed it onto his mm. left foot. It's the one from close it's range, like, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was so. like, even that. Like he's still, as you get older in all sport, you just it, it's like. I don't know some the, the talented stuff or the freaky stuff slowly fades out. He even that like, there's not too many players that have still got that touch, How you know that it? natural. Like you're born with that, Los aren't you? Mm. you can't you can't train that. It's just he's just got that natural, you know. He looks one fit, of a though, kind too. Skill. So fit, doesn't he? He oh, looks as fit yeah. as he's ever been, and his skill levels are oh. amazingly high. But you're right, you just have that touch yeah. where you can just do the impossible. Yeah, and I think it was either Heaney or Mills tapped it over to him, and he just. Had that big mitt. He yeah, put that big left hand out and then threw it straight on yeah. his left foot and then was able to, to kick the goal. Hmm. Um, yeah, but they're, they're travelling well. But, you know, they've got to go down and beat St Kilda next week. 
That would make it seven in a row if they can do that next week. So they're timing their run perfectly, though. The Swans, a five-year plan, the super boot and the coaching prodigy. Welcome to Gus Gould's Next Generation is the back page of the Daily Telegraph, the Sydney Morning Herald. Bulldogs get their man as Serraldo agrees deal and uh, Cleary's right-hand man to lead Bulldogs on the back page of the Australian. Gee, Ivan Cleary now, he's got to find two new assistant coaches because Andrew Webster... His assistant there uh, is off to the Warriors as well. So just, they're going to just need a bit of regeneration there at the Panthers as well. Although it's probably not a bad thing as well. Mm. It's probably not a bad thing to have new assistants, new voices. And the other thing about Penrith, it's an exciting place to go and work. You know they're going to have success. They've got this squad that they can keep the, the nucleus of it together for, for a long period of time. So they're always going to be more than competitive. And you get into a system like that as an assistant, uh, you'll always be on the wanted list at some point in time. So I don't think they'll have any trouble attracting assistance. assistance. They might promote from within or they might have a look around to see who's available. Uh, Bulldogs fans, tell us what you think about the Cameron Serraldo deal. 13.53.53, naturally heroes and villains this Monday morning as well. So we've got the $100 gift card to give away in the case of the Saint and Sinner alcoholic kombucha. What about Gowie uh, filled in for you one day, Clarkie? Uh, bought in his own prizes. Good or golfing, boy. Or golfing. Like he's thinking. Like he's thinking. Wilbur would have loved that, I'm sure. <laughs> couple of caps, couple of T-shirts and new set of clubs. Golf balls. Like he's thinking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, give us a call or on the text line 0419-767-272. Your heroes and villains and uh, dogs fans, how happy are you and optimistic are you about the future now? You've got Cameron Seraldo. On board. Also, back page of the uh, Herald today, a league of its own inside Tigers' new $78 million headquarters. So, today it opens officially the centre of excellence there at Concord. It even has facilities for a barber. There you go. Seriously. Go and get, go and get your Timing, hair cut in there. Timing's bad. Timing's bad. Oh, this is exactly what this club needs. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. And no disrespect to any club. This is how facilities should be in Australia. Like, we're blessed in Australia. You, you, like I always used to say it about the grounds you play on around the world. Our club cricket grounds are as good as international grounds in Sri Lanka, West Indies. Like we are so blessed in this country. But you know, we we do our, our sport is massive here in Australia. We we prioritise it. We care about it. It's a part of our lives. So to me, if we, you know, if you want the best out of your athletes, then and I'm still very old school. In don't worry, you know. Players 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago were great players with hard work and dedication. Yes, if you, know, if you have these facilities, you give yourself your best chance. So it doesn't guarantee success. And that's why I say timing for the Tigers. Well, <laughs> right now, having the greatest facilities on the planet, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to make a significant difference. Well, it's going to take a lot of hard work and some new stock. But I think you know, for sport at the highest level in this country deserve facilities like this. Every club should have this, and it does cost a lot of money, but we do. We have high expectation. We want the players to be unbelievable every single week. And on new stock, Alex Twal in this article says that he reckons it'll definitely boost their recruitment. Well, the Tigers Hope will be so. hoping so after spending that sort of money. Yep. A bit different to what Seaford Oval looked like in 1987, Lots. <laughs> Most definitely. You know, geez, it looks good, doesn't yeah, it? It looks like a looks great amazing. facility. Amazing. And the Tigers have got everything at their disposal now, so they'll want for nothing. Yep. You know, They've got a new coaching staff going there. They've got great facilities to prepare for a game. So there's no excuses now for, for West Tigers. So... Uh, well done to everyone involved for getting that up and running. And obviously, 
um, they'll share it with the, the community as well. But um, I, I think we'd love to see all professional sporting clubs here in Australia have facilities like that, and that can only improve the way they train, the way they perform, um, and now it's all about the results. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to one day getting out there and having a, a look uh, at it. I've been out there at Penrith. Uh, I've been to the one in Canberra. Uh, great facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one here, I've driven past it a couple of times. It looks massive and well done to the Tigers. Yeah. Also back page of the Herald, no excuses. Wallabies cop record thumping. Oh, gee. Yesterday morning, 48-17. to 17. They were beaten by Argentina in San Juan. And Coach Dave Reddy conceded it's just not good enough. Here we, so, here we go again. Uh, yeah. Biggest ever loss to the Argentinians. <laughs> here we go again, Loz. So it's not good when they, oh. they start well, the Wallabies, and then they tend to fade as the season goes on. They have got some injury yeah. worries, but for me the concern is when we're relying on Quade Cooper. Quade yeah. Cooper didn't play this game. He played last game, and now they're talking about we need Quade back for – the World Did Cup. his Achilles, so he's out for you know at least six months, upwards of twelve. Uh, Noah Lolasio, twenty-two years of age, emerging talent from the Brumbies, wasn't taken over to Argentina. So, how in Australia we don't have tens and fifteens yeah. in particular depth in those positions? Yeah, but I can't down. still believe after ten years, like Quake Cooper's been out of the equation for how long? Yeah, we, didn't rely, we, didn't, they, they, we didn't We didn't win with Quaid. We didn't rely on him when he was in his prime. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. he's past his best. Yeah, we, we, we want him. We want him to be the saviour. Yeah. James O'Connor's the same. Uh, yeah. For me, no. it doesn't make sense when you've got... Layla C is probably not ready, but you need to stick with him and give him Bring these opportunities and give... Adam Ashley Cooper, what's he up to? <laughs> Bring the boys back. LA guilty. Yeah, mate, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like, we, we, they weren't that important to us in uh, their prime. Quade Cooper in his prime, we're talking about daily, that mm. is he the right guy, is he the right style of player? Yet now, oh, no coincidence he's done his Achilles. He's well past his prime. Pushing well, your body at the highest level like that. No coincidence. It was him, his combination with Samu Karevi yeah. that gave everyone hope yeah. last year. Samu Karevi goes and gets exemption to play in the Com Games, oh. does his ACL. Yeah. And then Cooper, mido, mido, mido. We're giving ourselves hope by relying on Quade Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Quade Cooper was a great player, all right? But he's way past his best. And I watched, I watched South Africa and New Zealand yesterday. They have got... Lengths. Lengths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lengths 100%. on the Wallabies. Yeah. If we think we're going to win a World Cup, think long and hard again. Because we are so far off it. We are so far off winning oh, the World no Cup. No and I watched doubt. Ireland versus All Blacks, and that was a different level. And then the South Africa-New Zealand game yesterday, it was a cracker. There's only one solution for Rugby Australia in all this. That Giddo law, get rid of it. Well, they probably have to Open bring our best players wherever they and make play, them available to play. They've got to be available for selection. Well, that's yeah. the only hope. It just that that's the answer, at well, least to improve results. You got to you got to improve the depth of talent you can pick from. Well, at the moment we're miles off. Yeah, if, if I'm we, comparing we can't afford games, to not have our best players playing, we cannot afford not to have. No, you got, we're going to have our best players play to give yeah. ourselves a chance, yep. not to win. To give ourselves a chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the All Blacks they beat the Springboks Loz said thirty five twenty three in Johannesburg. They're still talking about probably sacking their coach <laughs> and Foster. Still yeah. could get sacked. What about the press conference yesterday? Um, that was embarrassing. If you're if you're 
on the board of Rugby New Zealand, you should be hanging your head in shame. Would, I didn't it, see it. Oh. Basically, he came out and said, well, well, we'll have a chat to them when they get home and we'll decide what we do with the coach then. Yeah, the boss of New Zealand Instead rugby. Instead of, couldn't, if they want to get rid of him, get rid of him now. So they're making him sweat for another week. It was, <sighs> can you believe that? I, I cannot believe, it was a press conference for nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. It was a nothing press conference. Yeah, incredible. That, the New Zealand media, the scrutiny that that yeah. team and coach are under at the moment, you reckon it's bad over here when that team just has a couple of losses and they won. And did you see the players? <laughs> they all came out in support of the coach. Mm. And they had to stop them from turning up to the press conference, standing behind him. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're really supportive of him. Obviously, they haven't got the results. But Ireland are a very good side. And South Africa at home. That reminded me so much of playing at Lang Park. Mm. Yeah. There yesterday at that, that stadium. It's an intimidating oh, stadium big time. to try and win a game of football mm. at. It was loud and they wanted blood and the All Blacks were under the pump. And they showed that championship qualities that you're after. And they, sh- they brought their best. And they had players missing too, but they were able to stand up. And it was a really good game of rugby.